she kept on wearing calico and gingham. And as for food, well, it was a crying shame. Eli claimed he had stomach trouble, but Doc Bartle said it was just his stingy soul that hurt. Anyhow, Bunny cooked mostly vegetables, which she raised in her garden, or fish she caught in the river, and maybe venison she would fetch in herself come fall. When Bunny got hungry for meat, old Eli would just hand her a rifle and a few shells. Shortly thereafter, there'd be meat on the table, because Bunny could shoot the ears off a cottontail at two hundred yards. It's a good thing Bunny was such a crack shot. If she wasn't, she'd have been on a vegetable diet for life. Eli didn't have a real friend in the county. Like a lot of men I've known, he was vain and egotistical. So to stay on his good side, we pretended we were his friends, and we were careful not to cross him. When it came to the turkey shoot at Thanksgiving, we always saw that he won. Well, he was a good shot, so maybe he would have won anyhow. But the point is, none of us tried to beat him. If Eli knew how it was, he never let on. He seemed satisfied with the bowing and scraping we gave him instead of the honest friendship most men wanted. As he got older, he was tougher and tougher on Bunny, so she never had a good time. And every year he seemed to get smaller and his head bigger. I mean that, both literally and figuratively. Proud? Hell no, we weren't proud of ourselves, but we couldn't be blamed much either. None of us had saved anything for a rainy day, and we all remembered how tough it was right after the panic, when we'd have starved if it hadn't been for Eli. So we went on, year after year, fawning over Eli and cussing him behind his back, and cussing ourselves, too. It was like Jake said, we'd traded our guts for a mess of pottage. By the time Rance Collins moved to Mountain City, I'd been sheriff for almost twenty years. Most of the time it was a lazy man's job, just sitting around the office in the courthouse and drawing my pay. But once in a while during the summer, some of our greenhorns got drunk, and I'd have to throw one of them into the jug to sober him up. I liked my job well enough to do my share of kowtowing to Eli. If I'd beaten him out of the turkey at Thanksgiving, for instance, he'd remember come election. He'd have passed the word along that Mountain County needed a new sheriff, and I'd have been out of a job. That's the way it was when Rance Collins rode in one spring and bought Clawhammer, a run-down little spread a couple of miles downstream from town. We liked him right off, which is a compliment on account of we were kind of clannish, and he was the first outsider to settle among us for five years or more. Rance was young, maybe twenty-five, big and red-faced because the sun seemed to scorch his skin instead of tan it. He was a working fool, and by fall he had claw hammer neat as a pin, the corrals rebuilt, a new roof on his house, fences repaired, and every calf branded and earmarked. He started off with little money. None of us knew how much, but we did hear he'd paid cash for the ranch. The trouble was, he wouldn't have any steers to market for a couple of years, so we asked Eli for credit, and Eli gave it to him. At the time, he hadn't shown he was as independent as a hog on ice, because he'd been as busy as a tongue-tied drummer. Somewhere along the line, he'd started shining up to Bunny, unbeknownst to Eli. She worked in the store on Saturdays, 
so he must have seen her the first week he'd come to the valley. After that, I guess he saw her along the river, because Bunny's favorite fishing hole was just above the Clawhammer buildings. Come fall, our greenhorn fishermen cleared out, and roundup was finished and school started. Then we found out how things stacked up. Jake had a basket social every year along in October to raise money for the school library. It was a shindig we all looked forward to, the same as we looked forward to the turkey shoot. Rance was on hand, decked out like a Christmas tree in a fancy green shirt and polished black boots, and a brand new Stetson he'd just bought from Eli. I was the auctioneer, and I started things off holding Bunny's pretty basket up for everybody to see, and talking big and handsome about the goodies that were in it. I thought Eli would bid fifty cents the way he always did, and folks would let it go at that. But this time it was different. Bunny must have